Hi, this is episode 92 of ThriftyCast, and it's coming out punctually, almost, I would say. I don't know what punctually means for us, but it's coming out not two months after our last one. Yeah. The catch, though, and it feels like it's probably helpful to talk about this, is that we're actually recording this on April 23rd, 2022. We just recorded and posted an episode yesterday. We're going to hold on to this one for about six days, which we almost never do. Hold on Mm -hmm. to episodes before releasing them. We release them usually right away. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be a week old by the time it gets out into the world. Yeah. I'm Kathleen, by the way. Oh, yeah. Did I? No. Oh, I'm Eric. Okay. This is ThriftyCast. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. Um, Do we want to talk about kind of thrifting today? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Um, I thought it was dry. Yeah, you had stronger feelings than I did about it. Yep. Today today was a wash for me, I'll say. It was fine. I, I mean, I get it. It was not full of stuff. And in some ways, it, it kind of prompts the topic. Like, mm-hmm. it, well, mm-hmm. I don't know if it totally prompts the topic. But it, it sort of got us thinking about the topic. Um, I found some stuff. I didn't find amazing things today, but I found some stuff. We did think that it was interesting. We started the day at a flea market, and we ended the day at an antique store, and sandwiched in between, we went to four thrift stores? Yeah, four or five, yeah. Yeah. Um, and and really, the flea market and the antique store were the most interesting. Yeah, I and I bought... Had the most fun. Right, I bought stuff at neither, but mm-hmm. that's definitely where I had kind of the best time, where I thought it was the most mm-hmm. interesting. I bought stuff today, but nothing that I feel terribly excited about. You know, Mm -hmm. I got, like, utilitarian stuff. So I know my find of the week is actually going to be from yesterday. Oh. Yeah, but. I I got a find of the week today, or a find of the day, or whatever. Can I go first? Oh, of course. Apparently more excited about it. Um, I got a little gnome. And mm-hmm. I have a lot of plants at home, so every time I find a little gnome, this is probably like four inches tall, three inches tall. It's not mm-hmm. very big, um, but it's just cute as a bug, and it's going to go with my plants. It's kind of tucked in with my plants. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Or, totally, and I think it's hand-painted. I think it is hand-painted as well. Yeah. It's nice. It's nicely done. Mm-hmm. Super cute. If you were going to put like an era on it. What... Oh, maybe 70s. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me, we used to have a gnome, Eric and I, called Drosten. We named it Drosten. Yeah. And we took it on several trips. Yeah. And we took pictures of Drosten in various places. And then one day, we donated Drosten to the thrift store, and it wound up in the window. And my ego has to point out, we did this before Expedia ever did. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah a long time before. Right. This it, is ages ago. So, like, whenever we would go on vacations or whatever, if... Space allowed, obviously. Had to be a car trip. Yeah, couldn't couldn't do it on flight. He was big. Yeah, um, we actually have a picture of that known in front of Anne Rice's house in on, New Orleans. In New yeah. Orleans, yep. Um, rest in peace, Anne Rice. So, yeah, um, yeah it, it did remind me when you pulled it out. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Drosten. That's one of those. Yeah, things. he looks like Drosten. That's oh, what I was totally kind of thinking of. Yeah, the thing that was so charming about Drosten is that his little gnome hat and pants were pink. So he was our, our little gender non-conforming gnome. Yeah, and his great. eyelashes were so long. Yeah. They're painted on. They weren't, like, yeah. sticking out. But he was a well-painted gnome. Yeah. Somebody made him. He was a, two feet tall? Probably. I mean, he did take up a lot of space. Yeah, I mean... If, in the car. Yeah, if you're in the when car. When you're packing yeah. for a trip. 
Yeah, and we didn't have to, like, belt him in or anything or get a car seat. But Maybe we should have. Maybe. I hope somebody's very happy with him because I think he was a good thrift store, like, catch and release. We sent him back to the world. And the, the other great thing about that, I remember dropping him off at the thrift store. We were together, <laughs> yes, dropped yes. him off at the thrift store. And as we are, we got parking in front somehow. Yeah. As we're pulling away, they're putting him right in the front window. We were pretty proud. Yeah. So. Because this is a number of years ago and we still clearly remember it. Like 20. No. 25? We didn't donate him 20 years ago. You don't think so? No. Well, remember 20 years ago is 2002. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Ouch. It sneaks right out, doesn't it? Ouch. When did we go to New Orleans? I don't... When did I turn 52? Yeah. Like, oh, God. Yeah. We have to do some math later. I hit middle age hard and fast and, <laughs> and running. So, yeah. So, that's that. Um, What's your find of the week? Oh, my... Day. Whatever. Yeah. My find of the week, again, this is something I got yesterday. It is a hand-painted bird that is a red t- tanager. I think you call them tanager. Tanager? Tanager? I don't know. I don't they know. they uh, the person who did it wrote the name of the bird on the back and signed the piece. I think it's dated, um, and I think it was late sixties, seventies, maybe. Um, but it's just it's amateur, but it's beautifully done. And um, I had this kind of empty space on the TV wall. Put that up, and then all of a sudden I realized. And I was talking to Patrick about this that we kind of need a gallery wall back there. I have all these thrifted random wildlife, you know, the chipmunk, yeah. the raccoon, the eagle. And so I think we could come up with a hell of a thrifted wildlife wall. So, I think you could. Yeah, I think it's going to be amazing. It's a nice painting. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's charming. Mm-hmm. It's really charming. So I got that yesterday. So before our last episode, but that's <laughs> that's what I'm going with. Um, so yeah, that's my find of the week. Okay. All right, so our topic. Our topic. Do you, do you want to go ahead? So I'm just going to say that this is this is the topic from the episode that we got rid of because mm-hmm. it was too tangential. So mm-hmm. we're going to, we think it's a good topic and we have talked about it a couple times just kind of while we were out thrifting. So we're going to see if we can be a little more organized this time. It's the impact of social media on thrifting. Yes. And just kind of what we're seeing. And we'll be curious to hear from you if you're so inclined, um, what you've noticed. And we decided to keep ourselves on track. We're doing this as a more listicle kind of episode. So each of us has, without talking about it yet, and without sharing it with the other, we came up with lists of things that we've noticed. I came up with five, you came up with... Three, unless I think of something else while Eric's talking. Okay. I was a little blocked. Okay. So Eric's going to start because his list is longer. Oh, Okay. Um, Something that we've talked about before, I think this is a direct result of social media. My number one is Pinterest fails on the shelves. So this is, um, oh, you have a vintage cake stand, and then you put a vase on it, and then a bowl, and it's a birdbath. It's impractical as a birdbath, and perhaps one of those pieces was actually kind of interesting or valuable, and now... It's not really salvageable. I guess if you really wanted something and you went after it with, I don't know, nail polish <laughs> remover, you might be able to yeah, pull it off. Yeah, it does work. But consistently, I will see, it's not every thrift and it's not every time, but I will see just a bunch of 
glass items or ceramic items or some combination just glued together. So um, I feel like that's a relatively new phenomenon. So, and I think that's almost entirely due to social media. And I'm really going to point the finger at Pinterest for this one. <laughs> I'm not on Pinterest, are you? I, I love Pinterest. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Pinterest. Oh, I can't do any more social media. Yeah. I, I'm not on Pinterest a lot or all the time, but mm-hmm. it's, um, it helps kind of organize things, um, organize thoughts or ideas so, for example, when I'm thinking about kind of my work life and, mm-hmm. you know, my work slash life balance, I'm looking at um, things that I find inspirational, oh. that, you know, that kind of thing. So, I yeah, I like yeah. Pinterest. I just don't like how Pinterest, I don't like what it makes people do. <laughs> so. All right. I think social media has just increased the number of people at the thrift store. Um, and I think whether that's Pinterest, whether that's um, things like YouTube and podcasts mm-hmm. and pages, I follow. I just started following somebody on Instagram who's a big thrifter, and it's interesting to see like how she puts stuff together and where she goes. But I mean, I think there's so many ways for people to kind of disseminate information where in the past we talked a lot about the book thrift score which Mm -hmm. is so outdated at this point (laughs) but i mean at a time at a certain time that's all you could do right you could put a book out maybe there'd be an article in a newspaper or a magazine but now there's so many ways to get kind of the word out i think it's just increased numbers yep Actually, I had the same as my number two. Figured there'd have to be some overlap. Oh, yeah. Um, And I said crowding. But one of the other things I pointed out about this is that the crowding appears also to be a demographic shift skewing younger. I feel like I'm seeing a lot more um, probably kind of social media savvy. Mm -hmm. kind of makes sense. Hipper, younger people. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yep. Which I like. I mean, I'm kind of glad that different people are getting into it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really great so long as they don't take my stuff. <laughs> Your stuff. He said selfishly. We were already talking about competing with people. Yeah. On the last episode. Yep. So, yeah, I that's something I've absolutely noticed. Um, the I, I also had the experience of there were just these... Two guys, and actually, I'm gonna. If it's okay, I'm gonna segue into my number three. Have at it. Okay. Do what you do. What you feel. The and I think this kind of relates to this a little bit, but mm-hmm. I think there are more sellers out there. I was at a Goodwill, and there were these two guys who appeared to be like maybe late twenties, mm-hmm. and they were together, and they're looking at the shelves, sort of trying to figure out. I think what things are worth. Uh huh. So I think you have people looking to sell more often. Mm -hmm. There was a woman today, we were at a Goodwill, I think it was the one in Nina, Wisconsin, and there was a woman just standing in the toy aisle, (laughs) and she was 30, high 30s, maybe low to mid 40s, standing in the toy aisle, looking at things, then looking at her phone. Yeah. And I was sure she was looking up comps. Like, is this worth anything? Is that worth anything? And I thought, well, that's weird. Well, plus, you're going to be here all day. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to look at every item like yep. that. 
Um, yeah, you are going to be here for a long time. Mm-hmm. My my second item is more resellers, so pretty much mm-hmm. yours. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to see this quite a long time ago, and I, I never really understood the app or the tool, but you would see people at thrift stores by the books scanning mm-hmm. the UPC codes on books. Oh, yeah. Because there was an app, there was a way to check and see what books were going for on Amazon or some other site. And people would go through every freaking book. Yep. This happened recently at a thrift store we were at that's very small and has very small, um, the one on 47th. Oh, yeah, yeah. Space between the bookshelves. And there was a guy checking every book. Mm -hmm. Like, barely one person could fit in there. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you're going to check every single book, like indiscriminately, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to be there forever. Um, so, I mean, you're you're a reseller. I've resold stuff. It's not it's not that kind of criticism. I think it is just a change. Mm-hmm. People shop differently when they're doing that. Like you said, this woman who's looking everything up, mm-hmm. that's a different kind of shopper. That person takes a different amount of time. Yep. Like it's, yeah. It, it's different. Um, looks things over differently, oh, yeah. I feel like. I, I think part of the problem there is that after a while, in a lot of cases, you have kind of a base knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you look at a bookshelf, you can say, okay, I, I can... My eyes will fall on the things that are just a little more valuable or I have, like, I don't have to scan anything. I know that this Windows 95 manual probably isn't going to sell. And I'm saying this and I'm like, wait a minute, I don't. But all these copies of, you know, the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, chicken soup for whoever's soul. Nobody is looking for that because there's a million of them out there, right? There's no resale value. Yeah. And so given that they're newer shoppers, Mm -hmm. um... You know, I'm, I'm wondering kind of what her kind of basic knowledge is or if she was a beginner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully people get kind of better and better at it and they're able to pick things out. But mm-hmm. it, it is something I see more for sure. Yeah. I also think um, I also think that there's sort of different there's like a different different styles of resellers. Mm-hmm. Right. There's somebody who likes buying things and sort of I don't want to say to feed their habit. But to keep buying things and to keep searching, they decide to resell the things that they already buy. And then I think there are people who are just there looking for something of value. Yep. It doesn't matter if it's something that they're interested in or they already know about. Yep. But it's just like scanning for value, which, Mm -hmm. again, totally legit, totally get that. But if you don't really know and it's just trying to find that, that's a that would seem like it's really hard. Yeah. Like if you're looking at everything... And you don't really like hone in on a particular area. Yeah. I would not want to try to do that at the first store. And I feel like it really validates the choice that we've made that generally speaking, we're not going to buy something unless we would want it in the house ourselves. I think that's a good, yeah, a good rule. Yeah. And, and you know, those will be things that, yeah, I don't know, but part of being a reseller is that you want to be really what you're selling hopefully is your eye and not that I have such a great eye by any stretch of the imagination, but you like stylistically, you know, you want those things. But if this 1992 teenage mutant Ninja Turtles car goes for 200 bucks Mm -hmm. and you're hoping to just bump into it in a thrift Mm -hmm. store. Yeah. I, I mean, I totally get that people are doing that. 
again, it is just so time consuming and it's space yeah. consuming. I, I don't think it is necessarily everybody who is trying to sell their eye. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I mean, who who is thinking of it that way, right? Yeah, which is also just value. Right, it's totally what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's that, yeah. like, yeah, I don't have any interest in this, but I know it sells, mm-hmm. so, yeah. But, you know, in my hope, and I'm a person who doesn't, knows, I, I know nothing about fashion, I don't care about it, whatever, but um, I, I love when really clearly... Um, people who have a very specific sense of style mm-hmm. are going through the racks. Mm-hmm. That there's something about like, oh, you're looking, there's a certain look that you're going for. There's a woman who twice in a row, when I went to Dig and Save, she uh-huh. was in line in front of me going in. Uh-huh. And she had this like 60s, like Betty Page, but wholesome mm-hmm. kind of vibe. Um she was adorable, and her look was mm-hmm. fantastic, and she pulled it together really well. Um, she just had had a gift for it, and so, yeah. you know, and could thrift for it. And so that's really exciting. But then there are other people who go out, and they're looking for specific labels, or they're looking for specific whatever. Yeah, so it's different. Mm-hmm. All right. You go. Oh, okay. So my um, number four on my list of five was that I think a side effect of social media, whether that's YouTube, Pinterest, Twitter, whatever, is that design styles have been labeled and clarified more. So one thing I'll notice is that someone can go down an aisle, they'll be pushing a cart, and I'll be like, Debbie over there is super farmhouse. (laughs) Or, um, you know, Glenda has a very strong boho vibe. I knew you were going to say boho. You know, I love it. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you can, um, and and again, this may even overlap with reselling if people Mm -hmm. are looking for a specific decor element or a specific style. I don't remember seeing that years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, where it would be, where a cart would be a very pulled together Hmm. design style. I also, I think it's Chip and Joanna. I think they've... Um, well, they are to blame for farmhouse. Well, sure. <laughs> but Responsible to blame, whatever. <laughs> depending on how you look at it. Um, but also ha- having a very distinctive style that there's a name for. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see something and be like, yeah, Joanna Gaines would stick to that in the house. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, which, you know, we're talking about social media, but there's also kind of a HGTV element to that, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I, I think having very defined decor styles that people are shopping for. That's my number four. Can we blame HGTV for Boho Chic or who do, is that Instagram? Who do we blame for Boho Chic? <laughs> um, or, or Glam for that matter. Yeah. Um, you know, people who are like, if it's mirrored, it's coming home with me. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram, maybe? Yeah. I think so. I mean, I think it depends on the style. I think people get turned on to farmhouse in a very different way. And I think it's a different demographic Mm -hmm. than people who would be turned on by glam. Yeah, there are different gateway drugs Mm -hmm. for for farmhouse and glam. Right. And I'm, yeah. And I think, 
again, it's different demographics. I think a mm-hmm. very di- different demographic is attracted to each of these yeah. kind of different styles in terms of specifically age. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, my third and last one um, is higher expectations for the store experience. Oh. And I think, um, I think social media is part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some of it might be kind of the changing demographic. And to me, that's chicken and egg. Like, I don't know sort of if it's the changing demographic that drove that or the social media that drove the changing demographic that drives that. But I think the expectation is for a more store-like experience, not a thrift experience, but something that looks like a TJ Maxx, at least. Yep. It doesn't have to be a department, like a fancy department store, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking of the Goodwills that we have been in here. Yep. Um, and that we, I think, have mentioned before, you know, with a little kind of display at the front that's a combination of clothing and high, either higher end items or more of those kind of decor items that they think are going to sell quickly and that are kind of hot right now and doing the color kind of say color blocking that they do on the ends of the aisles. And I mean, I think they have really made it more of a, I do when I go in when I feel like it's a TJ Maxx, even the, even the checkout line Mm -hmm. with candy in it and sort of like point of purchase impulse buys feels like that to Mm -hmm. me. Like get, get a glass, a bottle of water, get some candy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it feels very different to me than some of the older school, messier. Yeah. Well, in this, thrift. in some ways, this relates to our previous topic, which yes. obviously is fresh in my mind. But yeah, you're not you're not going to go to a TJ Maxx and have somebody um, mopping with disgusting mop water. <laughs> you're not, which we talked about last God, time. I hope not. Um, the the other thing too, and this is here's where I become old man shouting at clouds, but. <laughs> It is, um, thrifting used to be a little dangerous. There, there was broken glass on the floor. There was a warehouse sale that you and I went to in 1994, which we probably talked about before. <laughs> at least once. Um. At least eight times. <laughs> I think, I think about it at least quarterly. Wow. Yeah, yeah. it comes it's up. Fun. Um, we had to sign a waiver to go in. We did. Yeah, yeah, they're like, if you get hurt, it's not on us. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this feels exciting. Yeah. Um, and it's not um, that. And granted, that wasn't a thrift store, but you don't you don't get those kinds of retail experiences much anymore. And those seem to be the stores that are fading away. Yeah. And the Goodwills are coming in. So, yeah, it's like there's this expectation mm-hmm. that there's going to be carts available and nice wide aisles. And bathrooms. Yeah. And I have to say, I love when I go to Goodwill and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, they have a bathroom. <laughs> this yeah. is delightful. Yeah. I just drank a big gulp. Yeah. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> there you go. Um, which, I mean, you know, I'm a part of me is like, oh man, I miss the grungy old days. And another part of me is like, ooh, convenience and cleanliness. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, things change, right? Like, sure. Like, things definitely change. But, well, and, and again, the the curmudgeonly part of me is like, they're changing too fast, and I don't like it. Um, I, I wish that those... I wish that all different thrifting experiences on that spectrum were still widely available. 
Yeah. The the really grungy thrift stores mm-hmm. are um, have gone away. I mean the the um, it was the Salvation Army on North Avenue. Yeah. Do you remember they just they had this entire upper floor? It had been previously, I think, a furniture store. Yeah. Then an entire upper floor. At one point, they just put basically a police tape across. Yeah. Because there was just a mound of stuff. Hmm unsorted stuff that was on the other side of the tape. So it's like, yeah, you don't shop here. This is just where we keep our mound. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that store was a hot mess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the basement at times. The smell in the basement. Oh, yeah. And you found... Fa- yeah, it was... Yeah. yeah. But, wow, could you find some interesting things. My end tables are from there. Yep. Six dollars each. Yeah. Phenomenal. How many times have I talked about my end tables? <laughs> <laughs> But you do. I mean, you remember those kind of really good deals. Right. And the the fact that it comes from a setting that, you know, it's the flower growing in the mud, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and I like, I absolutely, there is something to be said for that, like, really convenient. Oh, everything's brightly lit. Um, the shelves are stable. You're probably <laughs> not going to break anything, hopefully. Um that there's an aisle for baskets, an aisle for picture frames, so you know if you're looking for something yeah. that's going to be in this particular place. But even the uh, village thrift, the three-story thrift that we go to, they have art in at least, what, three different places? Uh, yeah, more. More. Really. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, and you just sort of get to know, like, okay, I haven't seen all the art yet. I've got to go to different floors. Yep, got to keep moving. Mm-hmm. So I just, uh, it's a change towards mm-hmm. the, I don't mm-hmm. know, Disneyfication. Yeah. And they have a shelf by the pottery that I know is broken. Like, I, I know it sags. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I know that because I nearly broke something one day putting it back. It, like, yep. rolled off the shelf. Mm. I mean, that's years now. They've just never fixed the shelf. They just keep putting things on a shelf that's not stable. If I drop something in a grocery store, and not that this... It should be this way. If I drop something in a grocery store and it spills everywhere, for better or worse, I'm probably going to be mortified. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, I've called all this attention to myself. I have broken things at that thrift store and was like, oops, yeah. kept on going. Oops, you brought this on yourself. Kind of. I mean, yeah. I broke something at the one on Clark one day. Yeah. And made eye contact with the staff person. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm really sorry. Uh-huh. I, and he walked away to get a uh-huh. broom to clean it up. Because it was glass, yeah. of course. And when he was walking back, another customer was like, she broke that. Oh. He like totally <laughs> ratted me out. And I was like, yeah, I told him. Well, yeah. Because I mean, it was dangerous. Well, you get... <laughs> yeah. You, in those really rough thrift stores, there were no narcs. You didn't, you know. Yeah, he totally narked. Yeah. But, I mean, I was like, it's broken glass. I'm going to tell somebody. I tried to kick it out of the way. I yeah. mean, I did a couple things. Yeah. But, yeah, total narc. Oh, man. <laughs> what a bummer. I know. Um, so, my my final one mm-hmm. here. Um, people, there, there are lots of Facebook groups out there. I belong to many of them that are weird, odd, interesting things yeah. that I found in thrift stores. This has a couple of impacts. 
often people will then start looking for things that they've seen online. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't, it never occurred to me that there was this interesting thing out there that I could actively seek out. Mm -hmm. And so I think it um, causes the the supplies to sort of dry up of certain things. This is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It it drives supply and demand. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, certain supplies of things will dry up. But then there's this weird upside to it where I will often see posts that were like, um, I, oh, I saw this in Fond du Lac, mm-hmm. didn't buy it. Yeah. And it hasn't quite gotten to this point yet, but I would have no qualms about jumping into my car. Fond du Lac's about an mm-hmm. hour away. Everything is about an hour away. <laughs> so, so in some ways it... <laughs> It's so hypocritical because I don't, I don't like when other people are turned on to things, but I like it when I am, you know. Yeah. Like if wow. there's, yeah, I know. What a jerk. God, Eric. Uh huh. Next thing you know, I'll be narking on people. <laughs> Do you, I thought maybe you were going to mention the fact that you saw something today at the antique store <gasps> that we went to. Oh. I'm still, uh, it may be, I thought I took a picture of it and I think it may be in my Instagram feed, but I was at a Goodwill somewhere up in what we call the Fox Valley. So that's like Fond du Lac in the South going all the way up to Appleton in the North, right? So there's a bunch of thrift stores we go through. Oshkosh is in there. Mm -hmm. Nina's in there. Um, And it was a a portrait that somebody had amateurishly painted Painted, of Boy George. Looking in a mirror? Yeah, Boy George looking in yeah. a mirror. And so I took a picture of it. And one of the things about our Instagram feed that I always have to remind people, these are virtually always the things I've chosen to leave behind. These are not, I just think they're quirky, whatever. So instead of having them, I'll have I'll have it in my Instagram yeah. feed. So I took a picture of it, left it there. We're walking through this antique store today. Boom, there it is. $45, Yep. right? Yep. And you thought that it was... 10 to 15. Yeah. So I'm curious to look through that Instagram yeah. <laughs> um, feed. I, I didn't do that. Um, but I'm very curious to see yeah. if I can find it. Oh, yeah. I thought that's what you were going to say when you were talking about that topic. Yeah. Oh, that got me heated. I know. I know. I was like, I can't believe you didn't buy that. It's so weird. And, and all of a sudden I was like, yeah, what was I, what yeah. was I thinking? Why didn't I... But wait a minute. Where would I put... A portrait of Boy George looking at himself in a mirror. And wasn't it literally like 12 minutes ago that I would only buy things that I put in my house? Exactly. So I guess, I guess I need to like... You've talked yourself around. Right. I need to exercise a little self-compassion here. So So that said, we're glad you listened to our podcast about thrifting when we're talking about the impact of social media on thrifting. Oh my God. What if the problem's us? What if we, the call's coming... We are in? the problem. The what call's coming from inside, inside the, the house. house. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, hashtag sorry, not sorry. Yeah, so, no, no, no. Yeah. Really. So um, thank you so much for listening. I, I feel like this went a lot more smoothly this time. It did. I think we mostly yeah. stayed on topic. I think that the secret's notes. I think it is. Yeah. And being a little more awake than last time. Yeah. I've got the coffee flowing. So um, so thank you so much for listening. As always, we love to hear from folks. So if you would like to um, post it on our Facebook page, ThriftyCast on Facebook. Um, we... I love thrifting. L-U-V thrifting on Instagram. Yep. 
and that's the extent of our social media presence. Maybe we should get a Pinterest oh, page. Don't. Okay, just saying. We don't even keep up with these. All right. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.